what time it is, folks. It's time for Old Fashioned Working Whiskey. That's right, that catchy theme song means another podcast brought to you by your host, Jason Courtney. And in studio with me always, co-host and chief engineer, Mr. Olin Hyde. Hello, 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 hello. Beer's looking sharp today, buddy. Did you straighten it? I did. Oh, it looks great. You know, Donnie C didn't know that I did that. Really? Yeah, I think he thought less of me. Well... I think we all do, but we understand. Well, we have a special guest in studio today. We told you about him on the preview. We didn't tell you who it was going to be, but a uh, a colleague, friend, mentor of ours at this point, Mr. Andrew Martin of Atlas Financial. We're never sure what company Atlas to call Eagle, it. Andrew Martin and Associates. Yeah. So, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So, tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll uh, we'll get into this bourbon. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm uh, Andrew Martin, founder and president of Atlas Financial Strategies, um, and we're a fee-based financial planning firm. Perfect. Financial planning firm. So, you guys can probably guess we're going to be talking about some financials and financial planning today. But before we get into the deep, dark depths of finances, we want to talk about this Colonel E.H. Taylor single barrel bottled in bonds. So, it is 100 proof again. Um, was stored in a federal, federal reserve so that it could be bottled in bond. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, I struck gold when I got all three bottles at one time. So. Yes. Here we go. Cheers. It smells really good. Mm. What do you think, Andrew? How does that taste? <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew is not imbibing with us. He's got another important meeting right after this. Uh, some of you guys know we record these around 11 o'clock in the morning, and some folks have to do business. We are fortunate enough that we don't have to after this, so we we imbibe this during the day. We've got our Ice Flyers Cup. Season's coming to an end. We're in the playoff hunt, so... Yeah, this got a great taste. It's it's really good. I do is. have some bad news for you, though. I only have half a cherry. We uh, had one left in the jar. <laughs> so you split it. That's all right. Well, we can and get more. someone on our team, we have to let them know, put it back in the fridge. Uh, we did find out, if you guys have followed us for any length of time, you know I'm a huge fan of filthy cherries. They are not supposed to be refrigerated. So it says explicitly, do not do not refrigerate. So I will say how selfless of Olin to split his cherry with you instead of really so, what happened was I was going to give him the whole cherry, but it was already like smushed in half in the bottom of the jar. So <laughs> up until selfless. about three weeks ago, Olin didn't like the cherries. He likes the flavor of the cherry, but he would even when we go out to the cigar bar, when he's done with his drink, he hands me the cup. I get to pick the cherry out and eat it because. Oh. He just didn't care for it, but he's about a 50% eating now. He's, he's gotten to where he's starting to really like it. So, well, what I like about the filthy cherries is they, they're a little tangy. Mm -hmm. Not everybody likes tangy cherries or blueberries. And I do, I prefer that. And And they're sweet, sweet and tangy. So it's good. It's like a good Chinese restaurant, sweet and tangy. I think that's sweet and sour. Oh. Same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's flip, let's, let's flip it over to the business side. Let's start talking about some financials. Andrew, how long have you been doing this? This is my 11th year. 11 years. Wow, that's a long time. That's, that's about as long as... Uh, that's as long as I've been with Office Pride. Yeah. That's awesome. So I joined Office Pride in 2011. It's 2022 now. So, yeah. I'm almost 12. Yeah. So... Now, did you... 
happen to fall into this on accident? Is this something that you've been passionate about your whole life? Did you go to school for it? Yeah, so I did kind of fall into it. So I leaving out of high school, I always knew from a young age I wanted to own my own business, work for myself, all that. And so I thought I wanted to own a gym. And so that's what I went. I went to. College. You guys don't get to see him, but he is a he's a he's strong buff. buff dude. Yeah, he's Ripped. crushing it. <laughs> Boy, you're, that is very generous. <laughs> it's a podcast; they can't see. Yeah, it. Okay. yeah I am super shredded. That shirt um, is getting baggy, by the way. I, I you know, yeah, you, well, I'm just withering away to nothing. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, getting ripped. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll go with that. Huh. But. Um, but yeah, so I you know went to school for business college, um, thinking I wanted to own a gym locally so, or no. I went off uh, to Arkansas at first, and then I graduated from South Alabama there in Mobile. Okay, but uh, you know, romanticizing it, you're like, well, I can work for myself and get in, be in a gym all day, right? So that sounds good. And you know, being an 18 year old guy, you don't go any further than that. That sounds great, right? And so absolutely, you get into college, and I start actually looking into how that works like the business model. And I was like, well, this is dumb. I don't ever want to own a gym. So then, <laughs> so then I kind of was like lost there for a little bit. And I remember taking a personal finance course as an elective, as an elective, might I say, right? Not a required course. That's right. Sad. Um, but I remember after a little while in the class, I was like, wow, this seems like very useful information that I'll use for the rest of my life. And this is the first time I'm hearing this stuff. And this is an elective. Why isn't it required? And everybody else in the class seems to feel the same way. So I was like, wow, I'm very interested by this stuff. Um, surely there's a way to make this, you know, to do this a for business, a living. Yeah. Right? Was it a required class for everyone else in, in there? I don't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably should be required class for me because it should I'm be not for the everybody. best at personal financials. Yeah, well, you know, but anyway, so that was, you know, uh, that started my interest in that. And I was like, well, that's what I think I'm going to do. And so that kind of started me down that, down that path. So we got linked with you. So we hired Casey who congratulations, mm -hmm. baby mama. You are a mama and we're super excited for you and Megan. Uh, you guys say you don't listen to the podcast, but in case you do, we want to let you know, we love you and we're Megan super happy. She does. Megan says she does. Casey says she doesn't. So uh, she says she deals with us enough. She doesn't want to hear us when she's not here. I can understand that. I'm sure Megan won't listen to this. One, so. <laughs> well, if they do, we love them. We're super happy. They just brought their first baby into the world. So Ellie, welcome to chaos here in the united states in 2022 but we're super glad to have you um so we hired kc originally as receptionist slash marketing um catch all there yeah, yeah. As many hats and yeah. she grew into a uh, director of hr and admin has since just split off into hr and marketing still um just a fantastic human being. Well, she's married to megan who happens to be your right hand andrew and so she, you know they they're like, hey, you guys should you guys should meet up. You should do lunch or something. So we went to the Cactus Cantina. Um, I'll, I still remember sitting in the booth because you made me pay for my own check and uh, <laughs> still bitter about that. Um, but we decided, you know, after talking with you, I was like, this guy does know what he's talking about. He's you know, he's not just some hack because there are 100%. there are a ton of hacks out yeah. there, right? Like, yeah. so I'm like, after after having lunch with you, I was like, I feel like this guy has a good head on his shoulders. He's not just trying to sell me. He's just trying to offer me some advice, and 
that's something I could use, right? At, at 34 now, I think at the time, we, I, what this is, we've been doing two, three years? Yeah, this is two years. Yeah, done, so. Been two full years now. Yeah, so 31 we started, 32 right there. Um, and I was like, you know, this, this is going to work. So we hired you. How much, and maybe you don't know this, commercial to personal would you say your business is like, so we, we use you kind of for both, right? We get yeah. the, the benefit of having some personal coaching for the four owners and then some, the, the business coaching as well for the financials. Is there a good split for you? Are you mainly personal with some dabbling in commercial or how, how does that split look? No, there's, um, and I don't know the definitive percentages sure. to your question, but it's, it's a fairly even mix of, I'd say probably 50, 50 because of the, the way that we work with clients is different than if I had to guess, I'd say 95% of the industry because most of the industry works under what's called the assets under management model, the AUM model. Yeah. And so under that model, um, they only get paid if they're managing money for clients and sure. charging the 1% or so. Um, and it only makes sense under that model to work with people who have a meaningful amount of money to immediately invest. Typically, you know, half a million or so is kind of the, the, the break point there where sure. it starts making sense. And there's a lot of firms that you know the names of, if I said them, that where the advisors get paid nothing on accounts under $250,000. So the advisor would never bring on a client who has less than $250,000. Anyway, so um, there's a, my opinion is, is that there's a, pretty large disparity between what the average person would like to have from their planner or advisor and what the industry currently provides. Cause I think most people they're like, well, we just want good unbiased advice yeah. and help planning without feeling like we're, you know, like it's contingent upon us doing business with you in some other shape, form or fashion. Sure. And you know, most advisors work under the, well, I can only work with you if you have a lot of money that you're willing to let me manage. For right. You, right. So our, the way that we work um, and the, the plan that we're, or the um, team that we're lucky enough to have lends itself to people, you know, working with business owners who under the traditional model, most business owners, they invest in their business first, real estate second, and you know, Investing in the market typically being maybe third, fourth, fifth, you know, somewhere. You somewhere nailed our. Uh, saying, that sounds like us. That sounds yeah. like us exactly. <laughs> and that's that's most business owners, right? Ninety yeah. percent of their wealth is in their business, and mm -hmm. then uh, you know eighty, ninety, and then um, you know real estate as a distant second, and then even more distant, you know, somewhere third, fourth, fifth being mm -hmm. real estate, or excuse me, being uh, the stock market. So, you know, for the average financial planner or advisor they just don't work under the model that lends itself to yeah working with business owners so um and again you know having the team that we have with the attorneys and cpas and such it allows us to do the type of planning that i think business owners you know lends itself to business owners yeah we, we when we signed up you know he was like hey this first four months is going to be grueling for you he he warned me like you're not going to enjoy this part but if you'll if you'll that, commit to it, that ended up turning out to be true. I yeah, think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, if you'll commit to it, it'll work. And so we, I mean, I had to get all this data over to him. And at the time, Casey wasn't who she was now. Otherwise, it would have been the easiest process in the world because I'd have said, "Hey, Casey, do this," and yeah. she would have done it excellently. Um, but it was me doing it back then, yeah. so I had to to try and get all this information together. And I'm 
to those of you that know me, I'm not the most organized human being in the world. And um, so I, it took me a little bit of hard work and focus to do it, but we got it over there. And even through the first year, you know, at the end of the first year, we sat down and we had this conversation. I'm like, man, I'm not happy. And I, well, what aren't you happy with? What can we do to make you happy? And I said, I, I don't know. And that's not fair to you. So Olin and I and Matt and Simon, we all sat down and we were like, hey, what are we looking for? And we presented you with this, you know, hey, this is kind of what we're looking for. This is what we'd like. And you're like, we can we can absolutely do that since you've communicated it to us, right? right. Like we're not mind readers and yeah. which I wish everybody could be because I can't read my own mind half the well, time. But. I, probably some of the thoughts you have, I'm sure you're glad that people aren't able to. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. But, you know, we, we sat down, we talked about it, we worked through it, and this next year has been fantastic. We've gotten data that we've needed to, to move our business forward, not just in money, right? Like you guys have even modified to almost like a consultant of, like we've talked about employees, we've talked yeah. about, you know, um, different, we've, we've implemented your mentor plan, um, yeah, awesome. to an extent. Now we're only 30 days in, so we don't have any hard data, but we yeah. will review that once yeah. we get it. Um, you know, so you've brought all these different things outside of just finances. So is that, well, we're so probably, I imagine, and I could be speaking out of turn, you can correct me, but sure. I think we're a little bit of a different animal for you in terms of the clients you deal for with everybody, not <laughs> yeah. just for Andrew, <laughs> but I think every month when we have our meeting with him, he comes in like, all right, let's see what these guys are doing now. Yeah, what are they going to throw? It is partially like we have an agenda of like, hey, here's some things that we need to talk about. But also knowing like there's blank spots in the agenda because there's going to be, you know, things. And uh, describing ourselves as animals is certainly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, we well, understand. Like it, you mean, come in and we're like, hey, so in the last 30 days we've done X, Y, and Z. We just need to catch you up on that. So well, it's like November, November, like, Hey, we have this certain amount of money we want to invest into the market and literally 60, maybe 70 days later, we're like, Hey, we need to take this money out of the market because we want to do it with this. And he's like, okay, I understand that. Just so you know, it's a horrible time to take money out of the market because, because <laughs> you're going to lose, you know, a certain percentage. And we're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll, we'll just eat that for now and we'll yeah. figure that out. Right. It was, but it was one of those, like, that was just us changing our mind and pivoting and going in a different direction. And then, you know, you were able to assist with that. We got it all orchestrated and it's helped us with the, with the yeah. next business, with the scooters. So, and I, so I'm curious just, at, you know, as a financial planner, cause we, we dabble in this as well. Yeah. Um, how do you think things like Robin hood has changed <laughs> how you interact with people as far as their financial planning goes? Cause before they really encourage people to use a financial planner to invest in the stock market. And then now you have Robin hood that, you know, they can for yeah. as little as 20 bucks right. start buying stocks. It, it has been an interesting, uh, change in dynamic because you're right. You know, so it's, it's accessible, way more accessible to a lot more people. And, and, you know, I'll have particularly younger clients, um, whether we man, and again, the way we work with clients doesn't matter if we manage any assets for you or not. But uh, even for those that we manage their, like the bulk of their retirement savings, let's say, they generally, typically younger men will at least dabble. They'll have a Robinhood account or some yeah. sort of account where they're doing that's whatever. That's true. Uh, Ola and I both have Robinhoods. Yeah. And mine, I really like the money that's in there. If it went away tomorrow, like I'm fine. 
Like it's I'm fine, not, but I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and that, that's how a lot of them view it, right? So they're like, all right, we want you to manage the the bulk of it or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, I have this account that I, I play with and I have fun with. And if I lose it, they're fine, right? Um, but it, 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 and there's a lot of studies that have been done about this. So kind of the gamification of yeah. investing. Um, and so we don't really know from like a behavioral standpoint Again, there's been a lot of studies done, but it's so new that you just there's not enough data really to see how it's going to. Anecdotally, out. I can tell you, gamification of it is not a positive thing. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. So very early be. on, you know, I put just a little bit of money in, like I said, fun money, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play around in the stock market, and you know, I made some crazy trades, and I was not up. Yeah, you know, one cent, and then in a lot of the stock groups that I'm in that are part of like the Robinhood stock traders and stuff, we see posts all the time of. Oh, I'm down $20,000 or whatever because they were like, I'm going to jump on the Dogecoin right. train. And, at you know, the they bought time. in at the high. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. You don't have to tell my story, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not down 20 grand, by the way. <laughs> He's down 30. No, yeah. no. No, all time I am down seven grand right now, but I'm expecting some, some good returns this month. Look, so. Russia just has to pull out of Ukraine and tomorrow you'll be back up. Yeah. 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 So, but no, so I, as far as the gamification goes, like I view it as like casino money. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go roll dice, which I love doing. Yeah. That or I can invest in Robinhood, and yeah. I have found one Bain Capital. Don't buy it on my stake. Just I'm just telling you this is why I bought it. I'm I'm familiar with the company. We've done business with the company in the past, and they pay a dividend. Yeah, and on a that dividend, dividend, yeah, I think yeah, six percent. Oh, yeah. that's good. So you know, I've enjoyed getting that dividend every quarter and reinvesting it and things yeah. like that. But definitely see where you're coming with the gamification because it's. And that's probably going to be my oh, word of the sure. week. I mean, like that's I said, a big word. <laughs> gamification. Five syllables. It, early on, there were several times I had, I bought a stock in the morning and sold it that afternoon, <laughs> you know, and it was not, it's not my job. Yeah. I'm not sitting there. I don't necessarily understand. Like I had to study candlestick charts and all that. Cause I was like, I'm going to really, I'm going to make money in the stock market yeah. and is that because of your wife, or did you decide to do that on your own? Well, she got me into it, obviously, because yeah. she had Robin Hood first. Yeah. Um, She's big on, like, the Teslas and the... Got it. She likes those... She likes to buy on a the stock, trend. and then it goes up just a little bit, and she sells it, and then it goes up a whole lot more, and she's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have sold. And yeah. I'm like, profit's profit. Like, yeah. Well, and that's that's the issue, is that you can't, you know, if you make investment decisions like that, like for the people who want to, you know, manage their own money, our own mind is our biggest thing that keeps us from actually being able to make good money Absolutely. or making, making wise decisions. Right. So the, Absolutely. the biases that we've, that we have, and there's dozens, but you know, confirmation bias, hurting bias, uh, recency bias, uh, loss aversion, all these things, oh, yeah. right. There's, there's just tons of them that, you know, you can't, you have to know why you're making the decisions that you're making. And, you know, there needs to be a reason for it. And then you make the decision and that's it, right? You don't look back because it'd be really easy, right? It's kind of like, you know, with the gamification of investing, right? You have, and so there's the Dunning-Kruger effect, if y'all are familiar with that. I actually am. I read that recently. Okay. So um, it's a bias where, you know, the less information you have and the more of a novice you are, the more um, smart or, or good, confident <laughs> that you think you are. Yeah. 
And then the more that you actually learn about a given subject, the more you're like, oh, I don't know nothing about this, right? Like there's so much to learn. Um, but, you know, you can see where a novice investor gets in, like I'm going to open a Robinhood account, and then they invest in something and it does well, whether that be by their, you know, the merit of their decision or just kind of happenstance. And they're like, oh, man, I'm really good at this. I'm a I savant. Am, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the rain man of investing. And, you know, I'm I'm really good. And then, but then they've implanted in their mind that they're good. So then any decisions that they make, you know, that maybe don't turn out good, it's some somebody other, else's, somebody fault. else's yep. fault, some other reason, right? Absolutely. Or something. So it's, it's interesting. And that's, that's what I feel like is the biggest, one of the big, the coaching element and the adding perspective and things like this. So um, I'll share an example that I share sometimes that um, uh, I have some clients who wrote an email to me and their CPA they had an SBA loan that they were trying to decide of whether or not to pay off, and they had, you know, money in the bank. And so, you know, they kind of asked, should we pay it off or should we not? And, you know, they're they're young, aggressive guys, and the CPA said, yep, I think you ought to pay it off. And I didn't give them an answer per se. I just kind of helped them walk through the decision that they needed to make. And it was, all right, if you pay it off, you free up that cash flow, you stop paying interest, you're done with the debt. Those are all good things, right? But you also it would take three or four years to recoup that money in the bank, right? Based mm-hmm. on the freed up cash flow. And during that time, you aren't able to grow through acquisitions or, you know, through, you know, purchasing other businesses or real estate or other things. So right. you just got to kind of decide, is it uh, worth it to you to, you know, lose the access to the money to save, you know, to pay off the debt and save on interest? Or is it worth it to you to you know, keep paying the interest and all that to still have access to the cash. And so they ended up, you know, not paying it off because that's what was a good option for them. But, you know, again, it's and not- then I heard they refinanced it for like three and a half percent and used what was called interest arbitrage to then make money off the money that they had not paid off. So. These guys sound really smart. You know, I, I bet it comes from having a great financial consultant <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's. So we're, we're coming up towards the end, but in this necessarily isn't fair to you, Andrew, but in uh, one minute or so, can you kind of lay out the process that you take your customers through? Yeah. So we, um, I start with what we call our financial foundation. And so there's uh, your, your own personal financial foundation. If you're a business owner, there's a financial foundation there. And so it's, it's all the the not really fun stuff that has to be talked about, the insurances, the estate planning, the emergency funds, the, yeah, the, you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. And, you know, for the business owner, that includes like, well, I need to, to understand your business entity structure and formation and your cash on the balance sheets and your cash flow. And just, you know, that kind of uh, your operating agreements, if there's partners, do y'all have, you know, uh, the verbiage in there and the buy-sell agreement stuff, all, all the foundational stuff that like, well, just from a, from the get go, I need to know that these things are taken care sure. of adequately, right? And it's not fun stuff, it's not money making stuff or any of that, but it's it's the foundational thing. So without if you build on it and something happens, then everything comes crumbling down. That's right, right? Nobody cares about the foundation in the house unless there's a problem with it, and then it's a big problem, and yep. then everything that sits on top of the foundation has a problem. So that's where that stuff comes in, and then we start getting into the, uh, you know. 
If you have various debts, managing prioritizing debts, managing prioritizing paying debts versus investing. If you're investing, you know, how to manage and prioritize that. The uh, tax management, both short-term and long-term, right? So um, it's all about efficiency. So where can we get the best bang for our buck? Um, and sometimes that comes in the form of saving money or making more money. Um, but, you know, again, those it's typically little things that compounded over a long period of time can make you or cost you a lot of money. It's oh, not yeah. that silver bullet like, hey, if you do this thing, you'll get rich. It's it's normally do these multiple little things. Consistently. Consistently. And that's, that's yeah. true for so many things in life. Absolutely. Right? So that has, I mean... That's been what we've lived by. Like I said, he's been our consultant now for two years. We're heading into our third year. I guess we can let you know on the radio show we're going to go ahead and renew. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you after. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know prior to this podcast. <laughs> we like podcast. to bring him right up to the edge, <laughs> yeah. keep him on his toes. Yeah, we don't, we don't like to renew too soon. So, yeah, yeah we're going to renew and right. uh, and move forward because you guys have been such a great asset to us and helped appreciate us. Um, and it gives you guys an insight. If you don't have a financial consultant, I, I highly – advise you to go out and find one it doesn't have to be andrew but i he comes highly recommended by myself and olin and our, our ownership group here he's been great on the personal side and the professional side um and you can reach out to him uh andrew what's the best way to get a hold of you um if you go to the website it's just atlasfinancialstrategies.com it has our um you know, you can request a consultation. It has our phone number on there, all that. You can view our team and all those things, our educational resources. Follow him on Facebook. He has been go. doing some great videos recently. I oh, see you're uh, pumping out the content there, Gary yeah, yeah. Gary V style, uh, getting it out there. I assume, you know, like this This is the moneymaker. I'm pointing to my face for this. You can't see me, right? So this, <laughs> yes. the, the people, I, yeah. I've heard the cries of the people. They want to see my gorgeous face. I'm a little so disappointed on. you don't have suspenders on today, but... No suspenders today. I he is a stylish guy. So. He is. He is. <laughs> well, atlasfinancialstrategies.com. Go look him up. Get him. Uh, like I said, he's a great asset, great resource. Follow us at Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. We look forward to dealing with you next time. Until then, have a great week. always like to run right up he right gets so up nervous to the edge. he gets so nervous <laughs> i mean it's like i liked the 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 i liked the music though coming up right there he's like the end. on old-fashioned working with you and it's like <laughs>